Seven ups for the new year. The first one is wake up. I want to encourage you this year to begin every day with the Lord. Begin every day with scripture reading. Begin every day with praise and with worship. It is his day. And the Bible says that we are to rejoice in the day that the Lord has made. Say this with me. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. Get your will in there. Get your will involved in reading the word. Get your will involved with lifting up holy hands. Psalm 57 says this, verse 8. He says, awake up my glory. Awake sultry and harp. I myself will awake early. Awake up my glory. I was reading one commentator's comments on this particular verse. Adam Clark says, Glory may either refer to his tongue, or it is more likely to his skill in composition in the playing of different instruments. Awake up, my glory. Of course, David was the psalmist of Israel. He played instruments. But I like this one comment that it could mean when he said, Awake up, my glory. Wake up, my tongue. In other words, in the morning, make your tongue do its duty. Make your tongue lift up the, the praises of God. Awake up, my glory. Hallelujah. From the rising of the sun till the going down of the same, the mighty name of the Lord is to be praised. He said over there in the book of Psalms that you have made my tongue as the pen of a ready writer. Are you ready to go into 2013? Are you ready for the best year you've ever had? Are you ready to leave the past behind? Are you ready to let go of the encumbrances and the weights and press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus? I ask you, heart of the bay today, are you ready? Psalm 63 verse 1 says this. He said, oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. In a dry and a thirsty land where there is no water. And so we see this hungering and this thirsting after God. I encourage you in 2013, go after God. Go after him with all of your might. Go after the plan of God. Discover why you are here on this earth and live your life for God every day. Amen. I like Proverbs chapter 8 in the message translation. I want you to notice with me in, uh, well, let's look at verses uh, 32 to 36. And I'm going to need some help up there. Of Proverbs chapter 8, verse 32 is fine. He says, So, my dear friends, listen carefully. Those who embrace these my ways are most blessed. Of course, the context of Proverbs chapter 8 is talking about learning wisdom and functioning and operating in wisdom. He says, Mark a life of discipline 
and live how? Don't squander your precious life. Don't waste your precious life. Verse 34. Bless the man, bless the woman who listens to me. Awake and ready for me each morning. Alert and responsive as I start my day's work. I submit to you that your day will go a whole lot better if you'll seek him first in the morning. Notice with me in verse 35. When you find me, you find life, real life, to say nothing of God's good pleasure. Listen, friends, there's something about seeking him first. Seek first the kingdom of God, his way of being and doing right. And all these things besides shall be added unto you. The first up that we're looking at this morning is wake up. Everyone say, wake up. up. So number one, we see we are to wake early. We're to praise him. We're to give him glory. We're to give him honor. Number two, notice with me in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. There are several instructions and there are several exhortations in the word of God about being awake. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Verse 34, it says, awake to what? Now let's keep that up there for a moment. Awake to righteousness. Or awake to the fact that you are in right standing with the king of the universe. The king sent his son, Jesus, who was made sin for you, who knew no sin. That you might be made the righteousness of God in him. You are not what you used to be. You are now in him and he is in you. And you have been put into right standing with him. And he says, look, I want you to wake up to that fact. I don't want you going through life thinking you're just an old sinner saved by grace. You were an old sinner. You got saved by grace. But now you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God is saying, I don't want you to go through 2013 with your tail tucked, with you lagging behind because of a low self-worth and because of a truckload of insecurities. Your insecurities have been put away by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are no longer who you were. You are now in him and he is in you. You are in fact a new creation in Christ Jesus. And he says, I want my church to wake up to that fact. Of who they are and what they have in Christ Jesus. Wake up to the fact that you are to reign in life as a king through Jesus Christ. I can remember Fred Price saying years ago. He says you are either reigning in life or life is reigning on you. Well, I tell you, I'm tired of seeing Christians whose lives have been battered and beat up by the tumultuous storms and rainfalls of this life. I believe it's time for us, praise God, who have been crowned with glory and honor to sit in our place in Christ Jesus and start reigning in life as kings. And so he says, I want you to wake up to who you are. Wake up 
to your purpose in life. Wake up to a bright future. Wake up to your potential that you have in Christ Jesus. And then he says, as you awake to righteousness, here's what will happen in your life. Sin will no longer have dominion over you. Because you become so aware of who you are and what you have in him and where you are seated in him, you'll be looking down on sin. Rather than living in sin, you're living in righteousness. You're letting this rule and reign through you and sin will no longer have dominion over you. That's powerful. Think of yourself in right standing with the king. Think of yourself with the ability to go before the throne of grace without a sense of sin, insecurity, or condemnation. Listen, friend, if you can stand before the king of the universe without fear, you can certainly stand before that little wimp of the earth, the devil, and put sin on the run. Everyone say, wake up. So he says, and awake to righteousness and sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God. This is a problem in the body of Christ. The Bible says that my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. He didn't say people that aren't saved are destroyed for the lack of knowledge, however they are. But in, in, in Hosea 4, 6, he says, my people, my people, they are in bondage and have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Let that not be said about us. Let it be said about us that we're awakening to the truths in the word of God. And that the very eyes of our understanding are being flooded with light. You see, one time you were without Christ. One time you were dead in sin. One time you were asleep. But now you've awakened to the light of life. And the light of life lives on the inside of you. Everyone say, wake up. up. Glory to God. That's a good message. Wake up to who you are in Christ. Awake to righteousness. And then let's talk about another one. And this is a real important one. We are instructed in this day and hour to be alert, to be sober, to be awake. See, the enemy, he doesn't play games. He walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And that's why the word of God says that we are to be alert, that we are to be active. We are not to be ignorant concerning his devices and concerning his strategies. Now, I want you to look at some verses with me today. And I want you to notice with me in Romans chapter 13. And we'll look at verses 11 through 14. And uh, let's notice it from the message translation. Romans 13, verse 11 through 14. He says, but make sure that you don't get so absorbed and exhausted taking care of all your day-by-day obligations so that you lose track of the time and doze off oblivious to God. Let's keep that up there for a moment. 
Make sure that you don't get so absorbed in the day-to-day things that really drain you of your strength, that drain you of your vision. If we're going to get absorbed in anything, what do you say we get absorbed in Him? And look unto Him, for He is the author and the finish of our faith. Now here's what happens when you and I get absorbed in our day-to-day obligations. They weigh us down and we become exhausted. We become exhausted. How many of you know when you're exhausted, you've got nothing left to give? And so this is a warning. He says, don't get so absorbed and exhausted taking care of all your day-by-day obligations. What am I going to do then? Be irresponsible? No. There are day-by-day obligations that you need to take care of, but how you take care of them is the key. You can go about your day exhausted, or you can go about your day from a fresh perspective, fresh from the throne room of grace, of waiting upon the Lord. Amen. That you lose track of the time and doze off. People that are dozing, we could say they're not awake. People that are dozing off, and even though they're Christians, they're oblivious to God. They're not even aware of what God wants to do in their lives, much less what He's doing in the earth. Now notice the next verse, verse 12. He said, the night is about over. Dawn is about to break. Be up and awake to what God is doing. Be up and awake to what God is doing. God is putting the finishing touches on the salvation work He began when we first believed. It says we cannot afford to waste a minute. We must not squander these precious daylight hours in frivolity and indulgence, in sleeping around and in dissipation, in bickering and grabbing everything in sight. Get out of bed. Get out of bed and get dressed. Now that's could be literal and it could be figurative. There are too many Christians laying in bed this morning when they should be in church. Well... Don't loiter and don't linger, waiting until the very last minute. It says, dress yourselves in Christ and be up and about. Come on, somebody. Get dressed in Christ every day. Be up and about your father's business. Get your chest out there and face your future with confidence and great expectation that 2013 is going to be the best year I've ever had. Glory. Hallelujah. Get dressed. And be up and about. Look with me now to Ephesians chapter 5. And notice with me in verses 14 through 17. And we're going we're gonna to look at the amplified version. Got to let go of the past. Got to let go of that which did not happen in 2012. You got to let go of the disappointments that you faced. You got to let go of people that have disappointed you. You got to let go of the discouragement. You got to let go of those things that you should have done better, that you could have done better, but you didn't do better, and make a decision. Bless God, this year I will do better. And I will do better by the grace of Almighty God. 
You cannot go forward by living in the past. But God is here for you today and he wants to minister. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 14 through 17 amplified. Therefore he says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead. And Christ shall shine, make the day dawn upon you and give you light. Verse 15. He says, now look carefully then how you walk. Live purposefully and worthily and accurately, not as the unwise and witless, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people. You look to me like you're wise. You look to me like you're intelligent. You look to me like you're sensible. And here's what wise, sensible, and intelligent people do. They don't waste their time. They don't fall asleep when they should be awake. They don't stay in bed. They get up and move about with God and His plan for their life. Here's what they do in verse 16. Now make the most... Of the time. Buy up every opportunity. Because the days are evil. There's going to be opportunities on the right. And opportunities on the left. Be keen spiritually in 2013. To see and understand God given opportunities. And I exhort you to seize them. Seize them. Walk into your new season. Therefore, verse 17, do not be vague and thoughtless and foolish, but understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. Aren't you glad God's got a plan for you? Aren't you glad that the will of God is good for you? Amen. Now, let's look over at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 8. Somebody says, man, that's a whole lot of scripture. I know it's a whole lot of scripture, but you've been watching a whole lot of television. (laughs) You've been eating a whole lot of food. So I don't apologize for giving you a whole lot of scripture. Amen. Somebody say, wake up. (laughs) First Thessalonians chapter five. Now, The context of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 is talking about Jesus is coming. And you know something? He is coming. I don't know how soon he's coming. I just know he's coming soon. Amen. People 100 years ago said he's coming soon. People 200 years ago said he's coming soon. Well, he's coming soon. But soon with him is not necessarily the same as soon with us. One day with the Lord is a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. But this I do know, we need to be ready for him to come right now. He's coming soon. He's going to split the eastern sky. And before he does it, the church is going to function in its finest hour. And the church ain't going to be asleep. The church is going to be awake. Now notice this in the message translation, verses 1 through 8. He says, I don't think, friends, that I need to deal with the question of when all this is going to happen. You know as well as I... That the day of the master's coming can't be posted on our calendars. He won't call ahead and make an appointment any more than a burglar would. About the time everybody's walking around complacently congratulating each other. We've sure got it made. Now we can take it easy 
But suddenly everything will fall apart. It's going to come as suddenly and inescapably as birth pangs to a pregnant woman. Verse 4. But friends, you are not in the dark. So how could you be taken off guard by any of this? You're sons of light. Daughters of the day. We live under the wide open skies and know exactly where we stand. Woo! Glory to God. Listen to this exhortation. So let's not sleepwalk through life like those others. I was riding in Brother Keith Moore's car years ago down in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we lived down there. And he just looked at me and he says, Brother Mark, he says, you know, most people are asleep. And I thought, yeah, that's true. Most people are asleep. But then he said, but not you and I. We're not asleep. We're not sleepwalkers. We're children of the day. You're daughters of the light. Amen? And we're awake in this day and in this hour. Amen? He said, let's keep our eyes open and be smart. People sleep at night and they get drunk at night. But not us. Since we are creatures of the day, let us act like it. Walk out into the daylight sober, dressed up in faith, dressed up in love, and dressed up in the hope of your salvation. Wake up! Dress up! We are of the day. We are of the day. We are of the day. And so then it encourages us, number one, to wake up your sultry and harp. To wake up to righteousness. And then to awake and to be alert because the days are evil. Not squandering time and not wasting time. Let's look at this last one today. Look with me at 1 Peter chapter 4. And notice with me in verse 7. 1 Peter chapter 4 and in verse 7. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. That's what God's saying to us today. Let the church wake up. Notice with me in in, uh, 1 Peter uh, 4 verse 7, he says, Everything in the world is about to be wrapped up. Did you know that? So take nothing for granted. Stay wide awake in what? Stay wide awake in prayer. Watch and pray. People of prayer are not going to be taken off guard in the last days. People of prayer are going to be alert and they're going to be active and they oftentimes will get inside information about what God's about to do in their individual lives and in the church corporately. He says this, look guys, everything in this world is about to be wrapped up. Everything. So, take nothing for granted. Don't waste time. But stay wide awake. How? Stay wide awake in prayer. Now, 
Let me bring you to the Garden of Gethsemane for a moment. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus was sweating blood because of the great pressure upon him to give his life as a ransom for all. He knew what he was called to do, and he knew that it was about to be done on Calvary's cross. Gethsemane literally means the place of the olive press. It is not without significance that Jesus was pressed in his spirit. So pressed in his spirit that he began to sweat drops of blood. And he had around him a group of men that he had literally sown his life into, lived a sinless, spotless life of example before his apostles and disciples. And he said, guys, please watch with me and pray with me. Please watch with me and pray with me. He needed prayer support. But instead of getting the prayer support from his people, they were all asleep. I think that there is a connection in the area of what happens in the earth between God and man. There's a Godward side and there's a manward side. And I almost sense the Spirit of the Lord saying, Church, watch with me. Pray with me. Yes, I'm the great intercessor, but I share my ministry of intercession through you. Because there are some things that I want to see accomplished in this earth. Won't you watch and won't you pray? Won't you stir yourself up just a little bit? That's another up, stir up. And that's what he said in 2 Timothy. He said, this is, what I remi- this is why I remind you that you stir up the gift of God, that precious gift of the Holy Spirit, that precious charisma, that grace given. Stir him up and stay awake and watch with me and pray with me. And it's so awesome. You can put that scripture up in Mark, I think it's 14. It's so awesome. Here's another benefit of being awake. Not only being a conduit of, of, of a vessel being used in the earth in the last days, but also in Mark, I believe it's chapter 14. Notice this with me. In verse 38, and this is in the easy to read translation. That's why they don't have it. But let me read it to you. It says, stay awake and pray for strength against temptation. Your spirit wants to do what is right, but your body is weak. And so here's a benefit of being awake and being alert in prayer. You will not enter into temptation. See, the temptations for the disciples was to fall asleep at their post. But temptation comes to all of us. And it knocks on the door of our soul, does it not? And for what's temptation for you might be different for what's temptation for me. But just mark it down. We're all tempted. We're all going to be tried. And we're all going to be tested, right? But here is a major key. 
for you and I to overcome temptation. By the way, it's not a sin to be tempted. It's a sin to yield to temptation. And the reason why most people yield to temptation is because they live a prayerless, sleepy life. But if you'll rise up in 2013, awake your sultry and harp. Awake to righteous. Somebody help me now. Awake and be on your post in prayer. You will not have to enter into temptation. You will overcome all of it for the glory of God. Did you get anything out of that today? Let's all stand to our feet and give him praise. Father, we thank you. Honey, do you have anything you want to add to that? Praise God. Hallelujah. Seven or eight ups for the new year. Let's pray. Can we just spend a few moments? Only 10.03. You know, this isn't a long service. But I think we should, we should all just come to the altar right now and just pray for a few moments. I want to invite you all to come. And let's just come in, you know, several deep if we can. No, no one needs to, to leave yet. Just come to the front right now. If you're more comfortable staying at your seat, that's fine. But let us come to the altar and let's make a fresh commitment for 2013 to be awake and to be alert. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask Brenda to come and help me to pray this morning. Father, we thank you. Amen. Just come right now to the front if you would. And again, if, you're, if you can't come to the front for whatever reason or don't want to, that's fine. But just be prayerful with us right now in this, Father. In this time, Father, we thank you. We're on the brink of a new year. And we start this new year out right. Awake, my sultry. Awake, my glory. Awake, my tongue. This year, I'm going to make my tongue do its duty. I'm not going to complain anymore or or gripe anymore. I'm not going to remain the same. I'm going to praise and I'm going to be raised. Hallelujah. Awake, my glory. Awake, my tongue. We declare this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice. We will be glad in it. Oh, Father, we make a fresh commitment to you in the name of Jesus to not be asleep at the wheel, but to be alert, to be active, functioning and operating in the will and in the plan of Almighty God. Say it with me real strong, Heavenly Father. In 2013, I will not allow myself to get involved in the slumber and in the darkness and in the sleepiness of this age. On this Sunday morning, December 30th at 10.05 a.m., I stir myself up. I purpose in my heart to be alert, to be active, to move in you, to move with you. I pray, not my will be done this glorious year, but let your will be done. And I purpose in my heart this day to awake to my right standing with you. I boldly declare, I am the righteousness 
of God in Christ Jesus. I am a new creation. I will function in the knowledge of God. And I praise you. Count on me, Lord, to be your watchman. I will watch and I will pray. I join with you in your high priestly ministry as my great intercessor. I will pray. I will be alert. I will be active. Let's just go ahead and pray just for a few moments. Praying in the Holy Spirit stirs up that inner man. <clears throat> Praying in the Holy Spirit causes you to be awake. Causes your spirit man to be alert. Oh, praying in the Holy Spirit causes rising. You're rising now. You're rising now. When you are awake, when you get out of bed, you rise. You rise up. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, your spirit man rises up. And become stronger. And I heard the Spirit of God say this. When you are asleep, even in the natural, you miss things that are going on around you. Have you ever been asleep and someone said, oh, did you see that? And you say, oh, no, I was asleep. I missed that. Well, if you are asleep spiritually, you're going to miss some divine appointments and some opportunities that I will bring your way. So wake up. Wake up spiritually and you're going to see things that other people that are asleep miss. If you are awake spiritually, you're going to be in position to receive blessings, to make that divine appointment, to step into destinies. And I will bring people across your path and I will bring divine appointments that you will only catch and you will only see if you are awake. So So don't miss your day of visitation. 2013 will be a year of divine visitation. I will visit my people with favor. I will visit my people with divine opportunities. But you have to be awake or you'll miss it. 
So take this message today that you have heard and operate in it and act upon it. And you will see, you will see divine things coming your way this year. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We're not going to miss it. We're not going to miss divine appointments. Why? Because we're wide awake. In Jesus' name, amen.